0: Hello, America, and uh, welcome to the program. Uh, Well, we don't have a lot on uh, the impeachment today. The opening statements are actually at 1 p.m. on Tuesday. But things have gotten underway, and they'll be working all through the weekend. Oh, my gosh. Um, We'll talk a little bit about that, but I want to concentrate right away at the beginning about what's happening in Virginia And this is getting very little coverage. When it does get coverage, I think it's mostly distorted. What a surprise. The left is trying to make constitutionalists look like radicals. And this is something that is very important that you know in advance what's happening so you can calm your friends down and explain what's happening to your friends. I believe Virginia... What happens in Virginia good or bad um, may be the example and the path for the rest of the, the country and we are keeping an, a strong eye on it and real prayers for the people of Virginia I'll explain and we have Cam Edwards uh, on with us the co-host of 40 Acres and a Fool on the Blaze we have him next in one minute this is the Glenn Beck Program All right, we have Cam Edwards on. He's the host of uh, Bearing Arms, uh, Cam and Company, and also the co-host of uh, 40 Acres and a Fool that you can find on Blaze TV. Um, Cam, Virginia, I think, is a, uh, I don't know, a proving ground of something, and both the left and the right uh, have something to prove. The right is looking for their constitutional rights to be protected uh, by the government and they are being they're being disenfranchised and everybody I've talked to in Virginia says the same thing it's our fault the the Republicans didn't get out the vote and the Republicans screwed things up and so this is our fault however there's a power grab going in and they've done three th- done three things the electoral college they're Basically abolishing it, uh, uh, you know, once the Democrats got power, then they've changed the rules on impeachment for the governor. It used to be 10 percent of the population uh, needed to sign, uh, you know, sign a petition and then they would go forward with an impeachment. Uh, But now, strangely, for some unknown reason, they moved that number up to 25 percent of the population and they're going after guns in every way they can. Uh, this is shaking the constitutionalists in Virginia. Am I missing anything on this?
1: No, I think you've you've hit it, Glenn. I mean, I I, I think that one of the reasons why you're seeing this incredible outpouring on on the part of gun owners in Virginia uh, is because, you know, when Republicans were in charge of the state, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, we never did anything like this. Uh, and, And so there are a lot of Virginians who are, I think they were perplexed. Now they're angry uh, at how the the Democrats want to fundamentally remake this state uh, based on, you know, ultimately a a fairly narrow victory uh, in the November elections, a a swing of, you know, 10,000 votes across the entire state in some of these legislative races. Uh, would have completely changed the outcome of this election, but Democrats are acting as if they have this incredible mandate uh, majority behind them, and and they are trying to turn Virginia into East California or South New York. Uh, and Virginia gun owners are are speaking up and standing up in opposition. So,
0: Cam, is it just gun owners, or is it? Uh, are there people there that are seeing? This government in Virginia have a true power grab, and they're looking at their constitutional rights uh, of the Second Amendment as you know, according to the Declaration of Independence, government is established uh, by man to protect those rights, and when it starts to you know be the, the the main problem with those rights, the people have a right and a responsibility. To alter or abolish it, and the only way you abolish it or alter it, there's two ways: election, uh, and God forbid, the last way to do it is with your Second Amendment right. So, what is yeah. is is this is this just about the gun, or is this about a power grab?
1: I think it very much started out being about guns. And and the the Second Amendment issue and the gun control agenda from Ralph Northam has sucked up a lot of the oxygen in the room. But now that the legislative session has started, you're right. There are more people who are waking up to some of the other really, truly awful bills that are being proposed here in Virginia. Uh, And they do see this, I think, as as a broader power grab. So I, I think that the spark... Uh, were those Virginia gun owners the Second Amendment Sanctuary Committees that uh, that you and I have talked about in the past? But but now it is, I think, becoming a, a broader opposition to the uh, entire agenda of the Democrats that are now in control in Virginia.
0: So I had a guest on yesterday that said to me that uh, I think he said 90 out of 95 counties or 90 out of 95 cities, something a- along that, um, have gone against and said, we're going to be a sanctuary city. Is that number accurate? I mean, how big is this movement?
1: Yeah, it is accurate. Uh, I I believe it's 91 out of the 95 counties in Virginia. And then we have over 40 cities and towns that have also passed these resolutions. I think, you know, across the entire state, I think we're up to 136 communities the vast majority of which are counties, but also includes some of the state's biggest cities, Glenn. Chesapeake, Virginia, uh, Virginia Beach, uh, they've both passed the Second Amendment Resolution. So this isn't even just a, a rural versus urban thing. Uh, this is, you know, the, the the vast majority of the land area. And I believe uh, now we're up to like, you know, 60 percent of the population of Virginia now lives in a Second Amendment sanctuary community. So This is a a, a much broader movement, I think, than most of the media is uh, is giving it credit for.
0: What part of the population lives um, in the northern Virginia, you know, Crystal City, Arlington, that that whole, I don't know which county that is, I can't remember now.
1: Yeah, Uh, Arlington County, Fairfax County, like the northern Virginia area is massive now. And for people who don't understand how big D.C. has become, you know, the, the the suburbs and exurbs of Washington, D.C. now stretch for 50 miles in every direction. I mean, it is a it is a megalopolis, right? It, it, it so is. It got- is.
0: It's an affront to everything this country stood for. There's no reason Absolutely. for all of these companies and everything else to base their operations except for lobbying in the nation's Mm -hmm. capital. but So what is the percentage of population of of Virginia that is actually just a suburb of Washington, D.C.?
1: It's a pretty good chunk. I mean, I'd say we're looking at close to a quarter, maybe a little bit more. Uh, Fairfax County, Virginia alone has nearly 2 million residents. Uh, Arlington County, Virginia, which is one county over closer to D.C., they've got nearly a million residents. Uh, Prince William County, which is just to the south, they've got about 800,000 residents. So, it is a really big chunk of the state's
2: population. So if
0: those numbers are true, you're talking about 30 percent of the population uh, and you said 60 percent of the population is now in a sanctuary county or city that only leaves 10 percent. And, you know, that, that's it's remarkable that 30 percent of the population is is, you know, tyranny of the minority.
1: Exactly. And, and so, you know, what's fascinating, Glenn, is that, you, you know, you talk about elections and using the ballot box. And I, I've never seen voters as engaged as they are right now. I think that this could have a huge impact in 2020. But I, I'm also seeing some, some really unique suggestions. There's actually a group of lawmakers in West Virginia that are proposing to allow counties in Virginia to be annexed by the state of West Virginia, and I talked with a delegate, Gary Howell, in West Virginia yesterday, and they're serious about this. They say, look, there's no reason uh, why these counties in Virginia should be subjected to the whims of the minority in Northern Virginia. They have much more in common with West Virginia. Uh, let let them leave peacefully if they uh, if they can, if the General Assembly will allow it. So you actually have other lawmakers in other states trying to, you know, diffuse the tensions here by, by changing the borders uh, of the state. I That's mean, insane. It's, it's I mean, this this
0: hasn't been talked about for, you know, since the Civil War, we haven't talked about these kinds of things. It's insane what's going on. And the left, you know, the left knows there there are two things that could lead to civil war. According to a a study by the by the Democrats, there are two things that could lead to a violent civil war. One, the impeachment and removal of Donald Trump um, before the election. Two, taking away uh, the the uh, Second Amendment and taking away people's right to bear arms. They're doing both of those, and they're doing it full throttle. Well, I don't. I, I mean, it's it's almost intentional.
1: I, I I've had those same concerns, uh, and I've been so bitterly disappointed in our governor Glenn. I got to tell you, you know, he came out and talked about the need for a civil conversation, and let's have this fact-based discussion. I reached out to the governor's office on multiple occasions asking him to sit down with me uh, on bearing Arms Cannon Company for a civil discussion. Let's talk to gun owners, talk with gun owners instead of talking down to them. Uh, and I didn't even get a response back from the governor's press secretary. The governor has no interest in actually having a conversation with the people that he's trying to disarm he wants us to sit down to shut up to be quiet and it's just not going to happen
0: well here's what i'm concerned about cam uh, the way he has approached this whole thing has poured accelerant uh, on i mean this isn't this is this is arson um and i want to talk to you about that the way he has positioned the people of virginia that are just they just want to stand up for the constitution how he's positioning them as radicals revolutionaries and nazis and i i want to get your opinion on what it feels like on the ground is if if that is an accurate view from halfway across the country back with uh cam edwards here in uh, just a second and by the way you can follow him Um, at uh, cam edwards you can find his website bearingarms.com and you of course can uh, see his uh, podcast 40 acres and a fool on blaze tv just subscribe now So I want to give the governor of Virginia the benefit of the doubt, because I'm not a citizen of Virginia and I'm not seeing it uh, as a citizen and I'm not local. But when when I heard him talk about we've got to declare a state of an emergency because Nazis are coming um, and there are all kinds of death threats. I understand that there might be, but he didn't specifically point out that most of the people in Virginia that believe in the Second Amendment are God-fearing, you know, law-abiding citizens that are just, they may have a different opinion than the governor on what the Constitution says. And to me, that seemed like accelerant.
1: Is that the way it feels in Virginia? I I think Yes, I, I, I do think that there are a lot of folks who believe that uh, Governor Northam is, is pouring gas onto the fire. And that by invoking Charlottesville uh, and what happened in Charlottesville, trying to portray this event that's happening on Monday uh, as, you know, some sort of violent insurrection when it is not. It is Lobby Day, Glenn. It's a chance for tens of thousands of virginians to go to the capitol to lobby their lawmakers
0: tell me what lobby day is is that a is that a is that a virginia tradition or
1: yeah yeah it's sort of an annual event uh, and it's generally held on martin luther king day because it's a a state holiday and so people can get off of work and go down to the capitol and and talk to lawmakers and you know in years past you might have 800 maybe a thousand gun owners there pretty good turnout uh, but this year, because of the gun control agenda, you know, it's expected that there are going to be tens of thousands of these Virginians. And and look, Lynn, I want to make it clear. Anytime that there's a, a movement that becomes really popular, you do see people on the fringes try to grab onto oh, that sure. movement and use it for their own purposes. Yeah. So a, am I concerned about people trying to turn this into uh, a, something, uh, you know, that, 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 that it is not? Absolutely. Am I concerned that there are going to be people who will try to, you know, use this event to seize the spotlight for their own purposes? Yeah, I am. But, but 99.9% of the people who are going to be there on Monday at the state capitol, uh, I believe, are going to be the same Virginians that showed up at their county supervisors' meetings, at their city council meetings, uh, to advocate in support of their rights. And they're going to do so peacefully. They're not interested in starting a war. They're not interested. But they are interested in defending their constitutional rights. They're interested in ensuring that their children have the same liberties that they have. Uh, and they're going to be using their voice, and um, you know it is. It is. It is a shame. I'm going to be speaking uh, at rally day or at the lobby day on Monday, and I can tell you, uh, there's going to be a cross section of Virginia there. You know, it, it, it all races, colors, and creeds, but the one thing they're going to have in common uh, is their support for individual liberty, for individual freedom, uh, and and for our right to keep and bear arms, which is under assault, uh, right along with our way of life in Virginia.
0: Let me ask you a um, uh, a question of leadership and the people who are speaking, et cetera, et cetera. Is there a sense uh, that you have? I talked to a lot of people from Virginia yesterday, and some said they're coming with their guns. Some said they're not coming with their guns. Um, but anyone who said they were coming with their guns said, "We're going to we're going to be back behind the lines, so we won't violate the law." Um, is there a sense um, of No matter what happens on Martin Luther King Day, we should follow the actions of Martin Luther King. And if somebody starts a fight, we'll take the beating. If somebody is trying to arrest us, we'll just we'll go peacefully because we want to show that we're not the agitators.
1: I've seen a lot of that from gun owners. uh, And and I think that, you know, over the past week or so, uh, a lot of the folks who are attending, we understand the optics. We understand that yeah. Governor Northam wants to portray us in the worst light possible. That the media uh, will, will aid and abet him, uh, you know, given the opportunity. And so we know that the deck is stacked against us. We know this is not a level playing field. Uh, and and I do think that there is that awareness among a lot of gun owners that 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 yes, we have to be uh, good ambassadors for our. Uh, for our rights and for our cause, no matter what the other side might throw at us.
0: Because America has not really paid any attention to Virginia. So this will be their first exposure. If something goes wrong, it'll be everywhere. And image is everything. And if if the constitutionalists are calm, collected, and they're taking beatings from Nazis or Antifa, which I don't think is going to happen, um win. They win. If they look like they're the instigators or make it just do something like, you know, they you couldn't even break lines. Um, you couldn't even go and help your friend on the ground with Martin Luther King. They were so disciplined. But that's why they won. Um, Cam, I thank you so much. We'll talk to you again uh, on Monday uh, from uh, the state capitol in Virginia as these people start to gather. I pray for you and all of the people involved. Um, I think it's going to be a peaceful movement. And I think what the Virginians are doing, uh, the law-abiding citizens that are coming out in droves, I think you are setting the right example so far for the rest of the country. Because I think you're the guinea pig. Welcome to the program. Uh, we welcome to the uh, show Mr. Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed, mm-hmm. podcast that you can grab on anywhere you find podcasts, but also at Blaze TV. You can watch him do it live on Blaze TV and Blaze Radio right before this program uh, airs. Welcome, Pat.
2: Thank you. Really right. good to be here. Glenn. Is it? Yeah, yeah is it, it is. It is. It is. is it, it's is great it? to yeah, be here. Yeah.
0: How do you feel about the... How
2: how do you feel about the impeachment? Oh, I'm excited about impeachment. Yeah. I love impeachment. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't hear enough about it. Yeah. I, I can't talk enough about it. <laughs> right. Can't, Can you? Watch can't watch enough. Can't watch about enough about it. I am actually Ugh.
0: going to be watching the <clears throat> trial and
2: I'm anxious to watch that. I am too. Because that is somewhat That's where this thing should turn. Yes. if they're doing their job, the Republicans. That's where this thing should. Well, turn.
0: I will tell you this. I read an op-ed piece that you know they have to vote on the witnesses, yeah. and I could see Mitt Romney. I could too. Voting for all the Democrat witnesses and then saying no to the whistleblower and all those
2: guys. I, I could see I, guys like. I think Mitt he's Romney done in them. Utah. if He does that. Oh, I I think he, I
0: think he may be done in Utah. Anyway, he might be. i yeah. people I've heard,
2: are pissed at him.
0: Yeah, he is a big big name in Utah, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, and really well-liked and respected up until
2: he became senator. Right. He may be done already. he's made some big mistakes. Yeah. He's actually underwater on approval rating, which is incredible. That's incredible. It is incredible. I mean, for a
0: state that put up with Orrin Hatch. Oh, good gosh. Yeah, for 40 years. For 40 years. And this time, I think they're looking at him and going, if he's this bad now, Uh what will he be
2: like in 40 years? we got to get rid of this guy. Well, he'd be 117 in 40 years, so it's probably... Hey, live till 2030 and who knows. <laughs> uh, but this latest thing, I'm, I'm fascinated by the fact that withholding aid is illegal. Now, that's the big talking point for yeah. the Democrats. And they got that from the GAO, mm-hmm. from the Government Accountability Office. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I just, I, so I, I was fascinated by that. And then it turns out that there's some even worse news. Going really? on. Yeah. Really? The National Thanks. Association of Realtors has declared <laughs> that being a lying scumbag is also illegal. Really? Yes. Oh, Adam, no. Adam Schiff I is going that. to be arrested this <laughs> afternoon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> by the Realtors. By the Realtors. By the National wow. Association. Who have just as much power as the Government Accountability Office. Really? Yes. Wow. Really? Yeah, yeah, then there's yeah. an organization with even more power, the mm-hmm. uh the International Brotherhood of the Moose or Moose Lodge. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, man, those guys, they're most people they're don't powerful. know this.
0: Constitutionally
2: Yes. As much power as the sheriff. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A- and the GAO. GAO. <laughs> yes. So, how about the GMOs? <laughs> the GMOs don't figure into this. At really? All. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. okay. Well, that's ridiculous. why I asked. It's no, kind of weird. Asking. That was really <laughs> I'm stupid. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm not talking about just any of the local chapters of the Moose Lodge. I'm talking about the National Moose Lodge chapter. Oh, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. The national one. Wow. I mean, uh, you know, they're practically the Masons. So it's a secret society. <laughs> <laughs> they and, can do anything. You know. It's so amazing that the Democrats are just running with this GAO stuff. Who's gotten? They've got no power to declare what's legal and what isn't. It's just And, our
0: and how is the president? How is the president mm. not allowed to hold back aid? Well,
3: he, I, I can't he's, conceive he's, of it. I can't conceive of it. He's in charge
2: of oh. foreign
0: relations. <laughs> yeah, but if the if Congress
3: says money needs to be spent in a certain way, the president can't stop it. Uh, the, the The issue to me here is that he did spend it okay. right did give so, it to them before we say it anything,
0: before we say anything uh, anymore any more on that mm-hmm. let's not argue that because in two weeks mm-hmm. this program is going to change that argument uh we have we have i can't some wait documents and some information that make this whole thing irrelevant really and, and, and it's shocking oh, okay it's shocking uh, is it written on a hotel notepad? No, no? it's not. It's wow. a little more credible than that. Really? Yeah, more it's a credible little than more.
3: Because the hotel name was on the notepad. No, right. and it's, what
0: did the notepad say? Saint Regis. So he, he you're wow. writing something yeah. which is clearly a relic from a saint.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to lie like that.
0: <laughs> but I mean, I do think
3: that is something that is important. Like I would not like, for example, if a Republican Congress was passing bills that said you had to spend money in a certain way, and the Democratic president was saying, well, I'm not going to spend it that way. Like, there's a right. reason why the no, power no, no, no. of the purse lies with
0: Congress. power of the purse does, and, and it how- should. However, mm-hmm. the power of statesmanship rev- um, uh, resides with the president. And- so the president has a right, not, not— I mean, he can do it through executive order, but that's extra constitutional and, yeah. and, and not— popular he could do it in the united states and say we're not going to pay those things for planned parenthood or we are going to spend more money with planned parenthood um, and allocate it differently than what congress and congress would then have a responsibility to go to the president and say excuse me mr president but we just voted again no okay they have a right to do that it's sketchy mm-hmm. inside the country i don't mm-hmm. think he has a right to do it outside he would have that right if, if the Congress mm-hmm. if the Congress said, hey, we voted last month for, uh, for uh, aid to the Taliban. I'm just making this up. Mm-hmm. The aid to the Taliban. And then something happens and the president has new information. He can stop that aid. He probably has to go to Congress for that. Mm-hmm. Though, I right? think he eventually, eventually has does. to go to so, Congress. And it seems
3: like the precedent is that he has wiggle room. Uh, as far as timing yes. and everything yeah, else, right? Which is what this, stop is. It. this right. is about That's timing. Right. That's why he, I don't think this
0: is applicable. It's to, not to
3: this particular situation. Uh, he
0: can't just stop it for all time and say "screw you, yeah, Congress." Right, right. But he can stop it and say, "No, I have my reasons. I'm stopping it for right now." Mm-hmm. And if they don't like it, then they have to go to work and say, "Mr. President, we're going to move mm-hmm. on you. Uh, if you don't release this aid, we're just going to vote again." and then you must do it. Right. And it seems like they just don't like his
3: reasoning, which of course right. is what this whole thing is about. Well, that's you know you think it's because of his personal political benefit, he's saying it's about our national interest, and that's of course where the whole de- debate is. So really the GAO mm-hmm. report doesn't seem to have any teeth at all. No, I mean, it doesn't. It has, they don't it have any power shouldn't. and they don't shouldn't. it doesn't make any difference in this argument. I Look, mean they,
2: the the Democrats are using them as the be-all and end-all, but of they're not. They're they're obviously not. And and the the question is uh, do does the United States have to give aid now? I don't know. Was this was this a bill that, that was passed? Because that's the first I'm hearing of it. If it is, I think it was in if, a if funding was, bill. Yeah, I think it was in a funding. Um, bill. It was just part of the money, money was, was designated to. No, we, we
0: don't pass bills anymore.
2: I know. We don't do spending. We thing. just
0: do these gigantic <clears throat> bills, and like this was tucked and, in. Yeah, right.
3: Yeah. It's one fa- It was assigned to be given to Ukraine uh, as as foreign aid.
0: Yeah, but re- mm-hmm. let's remember the Democrats are all like they've got to have this foreign aid. He had already given foreign aid, okay? So they had already given them what mm-hmm. part of the mm-hmm. uh, the money that was promised? He's holding back on the second amount on the of military money, aid, the four hundred million. No, but. He had mm-hmm. already given military aid previously. Yes, previously. Other, other and Obama and the Democrats refused
2: yeah. to didn't give, give it to
0: Ukraine them. any aid. So this idea that suddenly, oh my gosh, they have to have it. Mm-hmm. When they were at war with Russia, the Democrats refused to
2: give them any aid. Gave them blankets. Blankets. Which is amazing. Yeah. Because now they're acting like, and this was put the very nation at Peril. peril. Well that's what, what you did blankets? for 8 years. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I,
3: I this guy breaks down into two different parts for me, which is I think the Trump what the Trump administration did uh, uh is completely defensible when it comes to this sort of process. Mm-hmm. However, I don't want to get on the argument uh, the side of setting the precedent that presidents get to just say no to Congress when yeah, it comes no, right. to spending. Not, that's, that's not, right. not, that's yeah. not constitutionally Right. Exactly. Either. And I think I he has the right, I think, certainly for for the wiggle room of timing yeah. and, and all of this. And it's that's there's and a wait, lot of precedent to that. This has happened with every president.
0: It's
2: happened over and over and over
0: and, and over again. I want you to remember the word and when I start when I give the the day that we release this information, we're just buttoning it all up now. It's coming in the next couple of weeks. I want you to start that break. Before I tell you what it is with the word timing, just say it's all about timing. The president has a right. It's all about timing. Just remember that because this is a non issue. Hmm. And I have to tell you, if Mitt Romney and and a few of those Republican senators don't stand in the way, all of this stuff, I think, will come out. But it's very possible that Mitt Romney and those people vote for, um, you know, all the Democratic uh, witnesses, witnesses Witnesses. who they deem serious. Yeah. Hunter Biden's not serious. There's no reason for there's
3: it. Mm. Well, I'll show you in two weeks. Um, I want you to know that I've written this on a Post-it note. Yes. And I've written on the Post-it note, St. Regis. So this, is, uh, wow. this has the power of the Constitution now. Wow. Uh, this set note that says <laughs> it's all about timing Ukraine funding is now constitutional. On a St. Regis. St. Regis post-it note. Post-it wow. right here. Who knew he was alive I've, when post-it notes were alive? I've already booked an interview on Rachel
0: Maddow you tomorrow know. night.
2: You know, uh, really? Yeah. Have you, you know what? While you were sitting here, this yeah. may.
0: Can you check into that because <laughs> this may be why he's a saint. This may be before 3M made Post-it notes. This was the first one, and it just magically stuck to
2: things. Oh my gosh! Wow! I, I think that's good.
0: why Saint Regis is a wow. saint. Wow! Mm. I mean, he can make stuff stick to notes? stuff. Yeah, he can make cool. stuff
2: stick. Okay. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and believe me, what I'm going to reveal will stick. It will stick. Is this on a special that's coming up? Yeah. Uh, we're going to do a, a special okay. and we're not waiting for the special, we're waiting because we just need a co- we have two things that are blockbusters already, we want to uh, add a couple of other things to it, to expand, to show you mm. uh, uh, how people knew mm. how, everybody this is, they are hiding it they are in collusion with the press uh, and um, it's
2: it's it's criminal. What's mm. happening is mm. criminal. Does the Moose Lodge know about it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I will tell you this. I got it from the Elks. Oh, wow. Ah, and okay. that's Ow. pissing the Moose Lodge <laughs> off.
3: By the way, you can get all the updates from the Moose Lodge and the National Association of Realtors uh, from Pat Gray Unleashed. You can get all the shows now on YouTube. Uh, for free uh, every day. So shut up. Go to his YouTube channel, youtube.com. Shut up! Unleashed. You no, know I mean, shut up, oh, okay. please. Sorry. I got
0: Really excited this weekend. Stu and I did something we've never done before. We we did a podcast together. I interviewed him uh <laughs> because he's got a new show that's uh, launching and i just wanted you to get to know Stu more than you do and and our history together we've never even discussed it off air our history not really uh. um and it is really funny very interesting uh and if you're a fan of this show at all this is a podcast you don't want to miss if you're just kind of a luke Warf- warm fan Eh, tolerate it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Just tolerate it. That's what I ask you to do for me all the time. Yeah, just tolerate it. -hmm. Bill O'Reilly is coming up in uh, just a second. I want to play some uh, audio of a a sanctuary uh, sheriff in North Carolina who is talking to the city council about protecting the Second Amendment. Listen to this.
4: I just want to personally and publicly go on record... Supporting this resolution before us this evening You know guys, it's, it's simple like a lot of them have said the Constitution needs no no explanation It's been in force for several hundred years now. It's easy to understand it says what it means and means what it says and the last time I read the Declaration of Independence it, it it specifically reminds all of us that we're endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights which means God-given among these life liberty and pursuit of happiness and that governments were instituted among men specifically to secure our God-given rights. And it says when government becomes destructive to these ends, meaning when they go above and beyond trying to secure our liberties and trying to take them, it's the right of the people to alter or abolish that government, either by voting or ultimately, God forbid, to use our Second Amendment rights to protect ourselves from tyranny. And I'm just asking all of y'all, to unanimously join our sister counties of Wilkes, Surrey, Stokes, Lincoln, and Cherokee and get on board with this thing and publicly demonstrate to us that you're willing to uphold and honor the same oath I took when I put my hand on God's word and held my other hand up to him and swore that I'd give my life to defend that constitution. And I, and I hate, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but regardless of what y'all do or don't do, I'm not going to enforce an unconstitutional law. I'm gonna <laughs> What's
0: interesting is everybody cheers in that room, um, but he's not going for cheers. He is really just stating the fact. This is why you really have to know and support your sheriff, Um, because the sheriffs, they don't answer to the governor. They don't answer to uh, law enforcement. They answer to the people and to the Constitution. So... You've got to be in the right county with the right sheriff. If unconstitutional laws start to happen, it's up to the sheriff to be able to defend that and to stand with the people. Uh, And this uh, this sheriff from uh, Davidson County seems to understand that clearly. And I tell you, everybody, everybody within the sound of my voice should memorize the first two paragraphs of the Declaration of Independence because it's all there. It's all there. Back in a minute with Bill O'Reilly.